Hi, Tribe. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Versavia. And you're listening to Objectively Typed, a podcast where we explore the objective personality system. Today, we'll be picking up a conversation about our types in particular and the tidal waves that we've experienced in our lives that seem to be due to our types. Um, anything else you want to say before we get started, Versavia? No, I think tidal waves is quite a big topic. <laughs> yeah, so why, why don't we start with a recapper of tidal waves, and I'll let you take it, because I think when we talked that episode, I think I I defined it. So what's your understanding of tidal waves? In, in the OPS system, there is this idea of our, our saviors and our demons, right? And the idea behind them is that there's uh, there are certain things that we're doing and we're doing them all the time, all the time, just on autopilot. And then there are other areas where we're leaving a void. And a tidal wave is when this void this inevitably catches up to us because we've been avoiding it and just kind of like knocks us off our feet. So like a simple like a simple example of a tidal wave would be like an IJ, say an, a lead NI IJ who is has been avoiding collecting gathering the sensory information has been avoiding the se because it's their last function and then inevitably life knocks them off their feet with all of this information that they did not gather and to them it's like where is this coming from but to everyone else it's like well duh how did you not see that so that's that's a tidal wave in how I understand it. And there's a lot of different places from the type that tidal waves can come. Right, right. That's the interesting thing about about this is there's so many different parts and pieces that you could have, like you were just describing kind of a savior demon tidal wave, but we can also have a tidal wave on your animals, if you will, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I think as we start to talk about this, that's where personally, I think my tidal waves have come from is more from the animals. But I'm really starting to recognize, you know, after getting my type and now having it for a few months now, I'm starting to realize that there are some EP tidal waves that come up in my life. You know, I think initially I was like, oh, control isn't a big problem for me. I understand control, but I think I might have been, I don't know, overemphasizing it, maybe peacocking a little bit on myself a little bit. Because as time has gone on, I've really seen that no, the SI does kind of kind of get me. There are times when how how so how so yeah. What I what I see at least so uh, reminder, dear listener. So my type is N E T E. So I am an ENFP jumper. So my I'm a single observer lead any and so my demon is si like my fourth demon is si and i have single activated si too so like the dashboard of my life really should be on the si which to me is and i think also for me it's been an evolving understanding of the functions and and so forth to me si is all about the details of the sensory so what i've seen in my life is that i can miss the details or I don't pay attention to the details and that can sometimes bite me in the butt (laughs) or or it's it's and it's an interesting thing because I feel I feel just not responsible for that stuff and it's something that people always have it feels like life comes around and like reminds me of it and I'm like oh yeah there's okay that's right the details that's right. That's a thing that I'm supposed to pay attention to. But I don't feel responsible for that, if that makes sense. So question. Yeah. Do you think that SI specifically is details or sensory is details? I think SI is is more the details. I, I, well, they're both together to a certain extent. But to me, because SI is organizing the sensory. So in my mind, 
uh, SE would be gathering, which I guess is similar. You're kind of gathering the details, but you may not need to pay attention to the the very like the order and the the nitnoid is the word I want to say details. But you're right; it could just be I'm ignoring the sensory. Is that what you're saying? Well, the, the reason I bring this up is because in, so w- when I think about like how did I not see that I'm lead SE? Like somebody gets a haircut, I notice it immediately. Like. All of those little details, if if some, like, when I was checking Dave and Shannon's website fairly regularly, if they change something, I noticed it immediately. And I don't know if that's because I'm gathering things, and so I'm noticing when there's a difference, or if sensory itself is just paying attention to details. It could be that. It could be that. Uh, that, that might be true. That might be true. So yeah, I guess it's more demon sensory in in general is that I'm not and I don't feel I don't feel responsible for it. And that's why it can get me like this even happens at work. So to bring it to like sort of a real world example, and this is like a small one, but I see this sort of thing happen like I will get I will get new information right that I have to action on so I'm asked to play essentially for the tribe I'll get something new and I have to do something for the tribe so that's my lead play that's my savior okay I'll go do it and so I will go and execute on something and then later on somebody will say oh but that's not really the like you got the facts wrong there because I didn't really look into it, you know, like I got something, I was asked to go take care of it, I went and took care of it, I didn't go back and get the actual details of like, okay, what's the actual situation, what's, what is the issue at hand, I didn't feel obligated to go do that, I sort of exported that responsibility to the person who gave me the task, and I just sort of assume that they've figured that part out before they pulled me in, you know? So that's what I see happening to me sort of on a recurring basis. And where I see it as sort of a tidal wave is that I still don't, I still don't take that responsibility. You know, I, I, it keeps biting me and, and where, you know, sometimes I've been wondering, and I'm sure we'll talk about our deciders. Sometimes I've thought, well, am I actually an EJ? Like, do they have me switched? Am I actually T-E-N-E and not N-E-T-E? But no, because I understand my FI and I sort of recognize that it's something that I need to strengthen and I, I'm aware of that a lot more so than the sensory. The sensory will bite me and I'm still not aware of it the next time. <laughs> you know, it's like that, the idea that your fourth function is so unconscious. So disrespected, so much pushed aside that you just keep... I just keep walking into the same walls. And that's that's the... The great example, that's a great definition of tidal wave. It's like, I've had this problem before. 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 And you just keep not learning from it because the part, the, the void that you're leaving that causes the problem, we just don't learn to fill it. We don't learn to be responsible for it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's an example of one. So it sounds, it sounds almost like, so because on the control game and the routine game for an EP you're you're really like on top of it um so it sounds like the OI part of your demon SI is kind of well in hand but the demon sensory part of your demon SI is kind of still something yes yeah I think so I think so I think I have the opposite problem so how does yours play out then if it's the opposite yeah so I on the EP front, I still don't have my shit figured out at all. Um, like I, I can accomplish things in the real world. I like for an EP, I think I'm not too bad. There's some 
some part of me, I think, goes into self-sabotage mode whenever I see myself falling into any kind of routine. There's either like self-sabotage, like, oh, this is good for me. Let me just like throw a wrench into the works. Or there's like, oh my God, this is so boring. I need to spice it up. So on that front, I still really struggle. But with the having demon intuition, I, I think par- par- partially because uh, my NI is double activated. So I have that glass lizard thing going on. So uh, as you mentioned, dear listener, just to recap, my type is double masculine S-E-F-I. So I have demon T-E and demon N-I, but my N-I is double activated because I have a, I'm consumed sleep, consumed sleep blast. So that like seeing the connections, seeing the patterns, all of that is not something that I struggle with too much compared to, I think, other savior SEs. But there is definitely the O-I part of and I, the organizing. Well, actually, that that part is more. I, I don't have a tr- problem organizing. I have a I have trouble with the routine, with the EP part. I'm just horrible at it. Right. A lot of their, if you check out the Dave Superpowers videos, uh, when they talk about EPs or lead OEs, they talk about how it's a struggle for us to maintain a routine. And and this is an area where personally I've done fairly well with maintaining a routine. But th- I mean that being said, I totally can relate to the this is getting boring kind of thing. And so I the way I think what I've done is I've almost routinized the fact that I'm gonna need some fresh things. And so even though I maintain the routine, I do change up what I do within that. And so it allows me to to kind of have both worlds. Is like yes, I maintain a pretty regular routine, but. I change up what I do so that it's it, because it, I've noticed that the things will get stale. Like if you want me to just do the same workout routine forever, you know, like Bikram yoga style of like the same 26 poses or whatever in the same way every single day. Like, no, I will get bored with that. Like eventually I will quit and I will move on to something else. <laughs> like I can't do that. But if you just say, so I've had to like set the bar to the right level, I guess. And it's been years of like modulating that and trying to calibrate that in. So it's like, now I have, I have a routine in the morning where I wake up, I do a meditation. Usually I try to get some physical activity in and then we do like a planning for the day and so forth. But like the meditation is different every single time. Like I don't sit and do the same meditation. (laughs) And then the physical activity different every time because it depends on how I feel like maybe it's a recovery day so I'm going to do some yoga or maybe it's a more active day so I'm going to do some strength training or some high intensity training like I will change what I do but the blocks are still there so I think that's what I've had to do to like balance those things I actually you and I have talked about that before and I I really love that as an idea and I also when I have right now I'm not meditating regularly but uh, when I was the only reason I think that I was able to stick to it was because I would wake up I'm like okay well today I only have 10 minutes so 10 minutes is better than nothing and then other times I'd have longer and it was ca- kind of like well you know there's this work that I need to do so let me pick this meditation and then other days it's like no nah, I'm kind of like more in the mood for this and having that like you said that variety really helps yeah I think I think for those of us that are savior gather we just need to set the expectations in the right places it's like okay what's actually the point the point is to get the meditation in what you do you know how you do that it can be flexible like I used to do I used to have that I mean I've had this routine for some time for a long time and uh, when I was pregnant I would kind of combine the physical activity and the meditation and I would go on what I used to call these mindfulness walks or dharma walks where I would 
go for a walk around the block and listen to a meditation like as I was doing it. And it's like, you know what? That counts. I'm taking that. It's credit. I'm taking it because I was walking mindfully. You know, I wasn't strictly doing walking meditation because I was walking kind of fast, whereas at least the way I was taught walking meditation is a lot slower. But yeah. But that is like, and we'll get to mindfulness um, in a later episode at some point. But that is like, even just taking that time, that brings mindfulness into your life. And that's already like, it it doesn't have to be at 100% perfection in order to be worth doing. Even if like today you can't do put all of it in, if you can hit 10%, 20%, that's already better than zero. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about this um, when when we were first talking about our types is this sort of all or nothing mentality that sometimes we can get into. And maybe that's an observer thing. I don't know if that's a single observer thing of like, it's either all or it's nothing. Um, And I think that sometimes we got to find where that middle ground is because we think, oh, well, but you know, I read a book that said you have to meditate every single day on the cushion. Therefore, I must do that. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Well, it might still, you know. I actually wonder, uh, that that's a really good question as to where that's coming from. I wonder if it's a double masculine thing or an EP thing. Because I've noticed this all or nothingness from a lot of EPs that I know. And I think a lot of us are also double masculine. And I wonder if it might be coming from that. I'm not sure how, but. Yeah. Well, and, you know, back to the topic of the day, tidal waves. I think tidal waves can show up in your in your sexuals or your modality as well, right? That I think that um, Dave and Shan have mentioned that because they're mixed, like they're like MF and FM. I don't remember exactly which one's which, but how they're more balanced on that. Whereas because we're double masculine, we are kind of like all in. It's like the the pedal is all down on one area. And so it's hard to sort of pull that back sometimes. Because I think I see it with double feminines too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, they go all in on their intuition and on the on the self. Yeah, yeah. I actually, as far as uh, tidal waves in life, like OPS lingo, I have. So my masculine functions are my extroverted functions. My SE and my TE are both. Um, my masculine, and then my NI and FI are both feminine. So I have this masculine external world and double activated feminine internal world. And that is definitely one of the biggest tidal waves that I have. That being able to assert something that is coming from the internal world in the face of the external world is really, really hard because the external world is so fucking immovable. Like, it, it just does not budge. And so... Um, especially having a savior FI in the face of masculine TE can be really, really hard sometimes. And that's been an area of growth, tremendous growth, especially this year, actually, with OPS. Yeah, I can imagine that. That's that's a good point that you bring up because I was, I was just looking at your, your functions and you're right that, well, of course you're right, you know your own functions, <laughs> but the fact that your external world is all masculine, so it's like a really immovable external world and then a feminine internal world. And it, for some reason, it, it reminds me of, and I think they did, they talked about this in the class, I think it was on Henry Rollins, because he has NT Savior and SF Demon, which is the situation I'm in too, although mine is N-E-T-E, and I think his was N-I-T-I, but that's that's another one of these imbalances because the nt is kind of the what they call the human mind and then the sf is the animal mind and so you get this imbalance between the sort of because to me nt is all about like puzzle figuring out stuff and this abstract kind of we can lose touch with what's reality and what's actually valuable and what's worth doing because we're just trying to puzzle figure stuff out 
and we lose track of the feeling, which is the priority and the sensory, which is, is this even worth, you know, is it useful in the real world, right? So that that's another interesting imbalance. So this reminds me of a, I think this is kind of a tidal wave thing. So this is a funny thing about me. And so I'm just going to roll it. I'm going to roll it by you and you let me know. So I, like I said, I have this regular routine. And so I had this app that was like tracking my, my morning routine. Like I didn't need the app. I just kind of got it. But I decided recently to no, no longer use it because I'm using something else. But the funny thing about me, and I've seen this about me in the past, that like I have to delete that app. I can't just stop using it because I will see that streak break. And, and what's weird about it is even though in the sensory world, in the real world, I could still be doing the activity. So I haven't stopped doing it. The real world is still happening. The fact that this abstract stupid little award would stop would bother me. <laughs> Like to know it, like I can't handle it. And this is a like I was talking to my friend about this. I was like, I think this is a savior intuition thing, demon sensory thing, because I'm sort of valuing the abstract concept of this stupid award that it gives me. Like, because it, it it shows this little stupid medal. So I had gotten it up to like 45, you know, in a row. Because and it's because like even before I got the app, I was doing this regular routine. After I got the app, I'm still doing it. And so like it's just giving me an award for what I'm already doing. But yet I couldn't handle the idea of it saying like, oh, no, you didn't do it. <laughs> what is That's that? That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe that is a demon sensory thing. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. A savior intuition. Because for me, I kind of like when I find myself in that situation, the award doesn't bother me at all. Like that just like whatever. I never do things for the award. What bothers me is breaking the streak. Yeah. So if I break the streak, I would struggle. And I think that's an I. You think? Like I, I was wondering about that too. Because I was talking to my friend who I also think is savior sensory. And she said... She said she probably, it's the same like you were saying, that, that breaking the streak is more important than this. What I, I call them stupid pixel awards because it's made out of pixels on, the, on your phone or whatever. <laughs> like um, the other one that my husband and I, well, he always like laughs at me and it's like, what is your problem? Is like, so I have an Apple Watch and uh, sometimes it like won't record your activity or like it won't give you your stand hour credit, even though I actually did stand you know, it won't give it to me. And like, I like freak out. And like, when I say freak out, I mean, in a really unhealthy way, like I actually get upset, like actual upset. And he'll say like, but you did stand up and you did exercise. So why does it matter? I'm like, well, no, but it's not in my activity thing. It didn't do it. <laughs> like, you know, like I'll go online and I'll like try to empty figure out like what I can do to like get it back. <laughs> because I'm freaking out. So I wonder if that's like, because... <laughs> So the other thing that's really interesting, and I've definitely observed this in my own behavior, is that when we do manage to do our demons, we get really fucking pissed Yes. when our environment doesn't. So for example, like with my roommates, if I manage to keep things clean and organized, like if I can do it with my demon OI, why can't you guys do it? There's this sentiment, (laughs) so it's really easy to get heated over it. So it's kind of like, if I can manage to do this SI thing, and this technology is failing me, this other thing is failing me when I actually succeeded at it, it's frustrating because you're missing some of that like, oh, but I did my demon thing validation. Yeah, Yeah. I did my SF, I valued the sensory, (laughs) I totally did. And it's not giving me, it's not giving me the abstract credit (laughs) that I want, that I need, that I crave. Yeah, so 
so that's been an, I've been watching that operate recently over the past week or so as I um like I'm very motivated by as I say stupid pixel awards and um there's I've never understood that right and my husband doesn't either and I've figured out one thing I have figured out even before OP but now OP kind of gives me language for it is like to not even try to push it on him because I understand that I am I am motivated by it but he's not it does nothing for him. So for me to try to be like, oh, but join this thing with me, because a lot of these things have like social aspects too, where it's like, get your friends involved and, da, 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 and I'll try to get him to do it. And then he won't do it because it doesn't matter to him. Like it doesn't, it doesn't motivate him one way or the other. Yeah. And I've kind of learned over time that, okay, this isn't, this isn't useful for him. Like it just isn't. So there's this one, um, it used to be called Habit RPG and they renamed it to Habitica where it's like you have a little character and like you level up your little character by doing like positive habits and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've had this app on and off since 2014, like for a long time. Yeah. I actually dug up my original character. I was like, holy crap. I made this in January, 2014. And what was really, this is a kind of a tangent, but it is to me OP related. What's kind of interesting is when I dug up that original character, the habits that were in there were essentially demon fi and demon si nice so before op before i lost my mom and my and my brother because it said something like listen to your authentic voice like that was like the habit that i was trying to work on was like connect with your Uh fi yeah (laughs) isn't that crazy like in 2014 and so because i just created a new one because what happens is I get bored with it because i'm a savior oe i get bored i leave and then i delete the thing and then i come back later because I am motivated by these like things. And so I found like the original one and I was like, wow, like that was Demon FI. I saw it. Like I didn't know what it was, but I saw that I had to work on that even back then. And so that was really an interesting thing, which might actually maybe we I should uh, move on to the my demon sleep at some point. Yeah. You want to move on to animals? Yeah. Yeah. Unless is there any more you wanted to say on the functions or anything? The functions in particular? We might it might come back up. I mean, it's all related. Yeah, as it comes up, we'll get to it. But yeah, so you are sleep last, and I am play last. And oh man, <laughs> yeah. How I've been talking for a while. So how has play last? Has that bitten you at all? Has that affected you? How how so? Yeah. So um, I was actually just as we were talking earlier, I jotted down this note. So there is this like uh, when we were talking about sensory. And um, the obligation to collect the details or to attend to the details versus, you know, to, uh, disrespecting them. And so I have Savior SE, I have Savior Sensory, and I definitely feel obligated to collect those details. But my sensory is hit in my first animal in Consume, SCFI, and then it's hit in my last animal, which is SETE. And so it's really fascinating because I notice that when I do play, there is there's an obligation in my last animal there's an obligation to gather the sensory that means that like for it to be right and that can be really tricky with demon te attached to it and how i have this like with demon blast and demon play there's definitely an element of okay i need to get everything right before i can start um and having that se in the play i wonder um i mean this only you know popped up into my head 10 minutes ago so I have to uh, go sleep on it a little bit (laughs) right but I wonder how that affects how I play because I've definitely um I think for somebody who has play less last I play a decent amount compared to other people who are play last 
Yeah. But I definitely see the ways in which... What almost... And I think we've talked about this before. It almost feels like you're... Well, you know, you're not missing play, right? It's play last. But it, it almost... It reminds me a lot of when we sort of, like, manufacture... Like, I kind of man- manufacture FE by combining my FI and my TE. It kind of reminds me of that, that, that you're, you're consumed, because that has your SE and your, what, blast, I guess? Yeah. Would that be the two that are sort of combining to sort of give you a play effect or at least strengthen that? You know, I don't know if the animals like work that way or not. Um, Shannon and I talked about it a little bit and, and she she thinks, yes, that they can work that way. But there is a difference between. So, yeah, you're right. So the SE, the consume hits SEFI and then like. In a conversation with somebody, what might look like play when I am interacting with people is actually very rapid consume sleep blast. And it com- can come off as play. But um, when Shannon and I talked about it, she she does think that there is a distinction between using the three animals like that, tightly coupled together, versus actual playing. And I think that shows itself in like, like public speaking and things like that. I am... Um, if I have consumed slept on something enough, I will blast and play on it, no problem. But asking me to blast or play before I feel comfortable, uh, before I have consumed and slept on it enough, that's like, so we were talking earlier, we're going to do an episode on mindfulness. And I'm like, wait, hold on, I'm not ready to talk about mindfulness. I need to go consume some more information. Right? Right. Whereas I would just be like, okay, fine, let's talk about it. Like, and have nothing. And so that's, that is what has bitten me. Like I described earlier, right? I got this email and said like, hey, Evelyn, you got to go do something with this. I'm like, okay, sure. And I don't go back and consume first and make sure that I understand the situation. I have learned, I mean, over time at work, I have learned to stop myself and, and consume, but it still gets me like this just happened last week where I did that, where I, I, you know, it's, it, it, I don't know if this is Savior TE happening also, you know, tribe above self, but a high enough ranked person, if they come to me and they say, Evelyn, you got to go do something, I will, I will go faster. Like, I will just, I got to be careful because that's also when you can get bit, <laughs> like if you don't do the consume properly. Yeah. Uh, but th- that was the, the mistake is like my director came and said something to me. And so like, I immediately like shot off a thing and said, hey guys, we got to talk about this. And then I got something back from somebody in the middle and said, whoa, 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 check your sensory on that. This is the actual situation. It's not what you thought. But I was like, oh, you're right. I didn't really consume. So question then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because your savior animals are play consume. So is it a matter of I didn't really consume or is it a matter of I didn't do the sensory because your sensory is not in your savior animals? It, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it might be a matter of I didn't do the sensory. Yeah. Because you're right. I consume and consume. It's like, what does any FI consume mean? It's a great question. Because that's a weird one. I do think... Think of all those ENFPs out there. Yeah. <laughs> the non-jumpers. Right. I mean, this is an area, so I'll just drop it in here, where sometimes I think that the definitions of the animals really come from the functions that Dave and Shannon have, which is the same ones that you yes. have. And so it's very easy to understand consume when you're talking about sensory and when you talk about S and F, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, that makes sense. Consuming the sensory, taking in new information for the self and what you value, like S-E-F-I consume makes a lot of sense. But when you're talking about any F-I consume, it's a little bit harder to understand exactly what that means anyway. Yeah. In my mind, it means understanding the abstract concept. Yeah. So 
my play and my consume, I felt like, well, I got the concept. I don't need to go check the sensory. I understand the concept of what's being asked, so I can go ahead and action on that. But I'm not checking the sensory. So I wonder if that's actually then hitting your sleep, like S-I-F-I is what you're skipping. Um, So you have the concept, you have all of that locked down, but you don't have the SI, the sensory organized. Exactly. For yourself. So then you can go take it to the tribe. Yep. I think that's, and so, yeah, so that's a perfect segue. So my, so (laughs) in the case of the animals, if you look at my dashboard, the, the dashboard light, the idiot light is on sleep. And that's absolutely correct. And this is one area that I was impressed with Dave and Shannon that from a 45 minute video, they were able to see this um, because I think from a sort of anecdotal perspective, and even Shannon said it kind of confused her when they came up with the answer that they came, they were like, I don't know, because she seems to do, I seem to do like sleep activities. I do stop and I stop and preserve energy. You know, I, I seem to be somebody who's not sleep last. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't on the face of it think that, but it's things like this, you know, and it's it's the fact that I don't take the time to actually organize and process for myself. You know, that is where my sleep last shows its ugly, rears its ugly head, <laughs> is the fact that I, it, for me to do sleep is a very conscious thing. Like, and, and even like... Like yesterday, I managed to somehow have like a like a 45 minutes of just pure free time because the baby was in a nap and my husband had the toddler out and I was like, oh my God, this is like a golden moment. Like there's nobody, nobody is demanding anything from me. I could sit and process my known information right now, but my natural tendency is not to do that. My natural tendency is to like do, you know, get some work done or do something more like do, 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 do and not just process. And so thanks, you know, thanks to OP, I now can see that at least, you know, whereas previously, I think I, I think I was vaguely aware of it, but I, now it's like, oh no, that's a real priority. Like, no, now is a good time, Evelyn, to just do some sleep processing since I have, since for me, it's like a big deal. (laughs) You know, I don't do it just naturally. So for me, it's like, oh, nobody's here. You can't blame the tribe. Let's just take it. Let's just, you know, process. Let's, let, yeah, not take in new. So as you were talking about that, th- this is another tidal wave and one that both of us experience for sure. And this is uh, one of my other big ones is, so you were just talking about, you know, like how the baby was asleep and the toddler was also taken care of. And I was just like, it pinged in my head. I'm like, oh my God, she is thingifying her children. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah. such an observer thing. It's like, it is. Like, I think I still don't know the name of your kids after all these months of us chatting. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I absolutely thingify. Yeah, the boy. It's the boy and the girl, right? Like, <laughs> because they do have different uh, tendencies. Yeah, of course. But um, so what do, what, do, what do your observer tidal waves look like? Because for myself, those are like, along with my masculine external world, my observer freakouts. Those are like the two major ones that I experience. Yeah, yeah, the observer, for me, it, I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it. A lot of times it's freaking out because, and it's interesting because I'm not savior sensory, but like I have my human need of control is attached to the sensory. So it's when the sensory, I feel like I freak out when people aren't giving me the right sensory, but like I don't also feel an obligation to go gather it at the same time. So I'm like, 
I need the information so you tell it to me and I'm going to freak out if you don't tell me it. Oh my god. As opposed to just as opposed to just go gather the sensory for myself or kind of be okay with the fact that I don't have it. Like I want I'm like exporting that and then I'm freaking out. Me too. Yeah. I will like if someone doesn't tell me the connection between two things and they expect me to know it and somehow I missed it, I will freak out on them. Like if someone hasn't yeah, given me the NI or yeah, right. And in my case, giving me the SI. <laughs> yeah. Like give me the organized sensory. The other one, um, and, and I think this is an observer freak out. I'm not sure, so I'll just throw it out there, is when is when I've done the SI and then we want to change it. That's the other one that I'm just like, what? Ugh. But I actually did organize the sensory. It kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like we did our demons. So this one is the one that came, I think, I think this is what occurred uh, the day after Thanksgiving or whatever, Thanksgiving weekend or whatever. My, my brother had the red eye and I, in my mind, I had organized sort of like my sensory plan of like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So like, I'm going to take him to the airport and then I have a book. I'm going to read my book or I'm going to listen to my audiobook on the way back and I'm going to chill. That's what I was thinking. Cause the airport is like quite a bit of ways away. So it's like 45 minutes. So I'm like, 45 minutes of just chilling, right? After having all these people. Because <laughs> even though I'm Savior Tribe, people still exhaust the Savior Tribe people. Well, yeah, of course, because you feel obligated to them. Yeah, yeah. If anything, they exhaust us more. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're getting ready to go. And then uh, and then my, my dad and my niece were like, oh, no, we're all going to the airport, too. And so, like, I, like, freaked out about this because now I had to, like take the car seat out and I had to like change everything. I feel like that was an observer freak out because it was new information that I didn't have previously and I didn't understand. And I was just like, ah, why are we changing things? Why are things moving and changing on me? I don't like this. So I had a little observer freak out that then turned into kind of a decider thing because then I was like, and my decider freakouts definitely get turned inward because I have demon self. So I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why did I get upset about this? <laughs> like, instead of thinking externally, I blame sort of myself mm. for a lot of things. And yeah, that's what that makes that's sense. where that that went is. And that happens a lot. Like, I'll have an observer freak out. And then like usually about missing information, like I don't have the information, I'm freaking out about it. And then I'll feel bad about myself. And I'll say like, well, why did you lose your shit over this stupid, you know, whatever piece of information it is. Insert thing here. Like, because it really never matters that much. <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway. It's interesting. Uh, for me, I think a lot of my observer freak out. So, we, we talk about the animals. Um, and uh, we've described them as filters before. And how it's this, like, kind of cascading process of, of, like, for myself. First, I start with consume. Then I move on to sleep. Then I will blast. And then I will play. And if at any one of those steps I can't do one, I will go up one. So from I get into consume sleep tidal waves and they're always triggered by a lack of information. So when I'm like trying to sleep on something and I'm like, I, I can't, you know, NIFI make sense of it, I'll go in and I'll go and try and gather some more information. And if for whatever reason, someone or something, the situation is preventing me from being able to gather, I will just like freak out. And there's also, there's also this like, I 
get really, really stuck on the consume sleep because the sleeping is like, ah, it's, it's fascinating because not being able to NI put the SE information together is also a kind of missing information. And I will get really, like, really caught in a consume sleep loop, except that I'm I'll go and I'll bang on, because I have that masculine S-E and masculine T-E, I'll go and bang on anyone and everyone who will sit still long enough. And I will ask them, I'm like, I will be like, okay, but what about this? But what about this? What do you think? What would you do in this situation? What's going on? And I just go get so like, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I for myself have like my whole life seen myself more as an extrovert is because... Sure, I'm doing consume sleep, but I'm like banging on the tribe to give me all of this missing information so then I can NIFI make sense of it for myself. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what you were talking about earlier with the um, masculine external world and feminine internal world. It's like, oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's the other thing about, you know, those those dark moments. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> those moments when I, I questioned my type and I'm like, am I an EJ? Th- the fact that when it comes to the information is when I actually like freak out and freak out is a good way to put it. Cause it's like, I, I suddenly become an, a child. Like I'm way less mature when it comes to missing information. Like all of a sudden it's like, ah, I can't do this. Like it's, and that's what they talk about how like you get stuck. <laughs> I do. Yes. It's like a little tantrum. It's like a tantrum. It's an adult tantrum. Yeah. Like suddenly I'm like four, I'm just like the four year old. Again, you know, thingifying my kids. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> handle this, this change of information. It's like, no, give me that toy. No, give me that information. Wah. Like, yes. Whereas with the deciders, like, I'm very, like, back and forth and the tribe and me and I can, you know, you can give me some feedback about me and I can kind of take that and, like, it's... I, it, I'm much more able to to balance those things. And that's what I've seen relative to like my EJ friends um, where, you know, you can't tell them something. They can't handle feedback as well because it's like that's their area of freaking out when it's like the tribe and themselves. They will freak out about that. They can't handle that where I, you know, I'm fine with that. I, I can go back and forth there. But but ultimately, I've got demon FI. Yeah. And so what tends to happen is I will naturally sort of blame my, like when it comes to decider issues, I will ping out to the tribe to sort of tell me the right answer and I will devalue my opinion on the matter. That's what I've seen. Where, But it's like a relative thing. It's not a major, you know, swing. So one thing that I have trouble understanding, maybe you can help me understand this. So what you just described as something that I also experience sometimes. And I think in large part, it's because I have that masculine TE. But I I have like a good understanding of what like an IP swing is where it's kind of like, I think Dave and Shannon described it really well with Henry Rollins, where it's, I do this thing. And if if I can find a tribe member who is also on board, yes, and like, especially on board with something that really hits on that DI, then there's this deep loyalty that kind of comes out because IP always has that like, that self versus tribe thing going on. So what is like the tribe above self version of that like what is that does my question make sense yeah it does and i I see what you're saying um i think it is maybe it's it's a similar thing though i was gonna say it's when the tribe actually allows you allows me or gives me the space to do what i like to do or what i want to do uh what works for me and they actually sort of 
encourage me to do that, if you will. Um, where, but then again, that's the same as the IP. So it's a behavior. It's still the same same thing. I th- but I think it's more. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to puzzle through it like real time here. I, okay, I'll say it this way. I think for the IP, they know what they want, and they they know what works for them. They know what they like. You know, depending on the IP, whatever. Uh, and so when the tribe gets behind that, it's like, oh, thank God, you're finally going along with what I have known is the right way this whole time, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's like that's my di. I know, and they've a lot of times with the IPs, like they've done the work and they've really organized that data and they get it. And like, they're like, no, this is the right way. And oh, thank you tribe for coming along with it. Whereas for the savior tribe of a self person, it's like the tribe kind of gives them the space to figure that out. Because I think the problem with the tribe of self people, and I have a little bit of this, not, not to the extent of an EJ, but we a lot of times don't give ourselves the permission to figure out what we really like and what we really want to do. And we, because we defer so much to the tribe that we're, we don't actually sometimes know like what is valuable to me or what I, what works for me. So I think the EJ version of that is like the tribe sort of gives space to the, to the poor (laughs) tribe above self person. Hold, hold space for the person to DI. To DI. Yeah. Because we naturally won't do it. Oh, that's interesting. And we won't know what matters to me and what's important. Um, because we've just been deferring to the tribe this whole time. Like, okay, the tribe likes this reason. I'm going to go along with that reason. I don't know what my actual one is. Tell me if this sounds accurate. For the IP or for the savior DI, for the savior self person, it is the tribe validating their... Validation is a good word. Go on. Being on board with their DI. Um, For the savior... This makes so much sense. Uh, For the savior tribe person, it is for... Uh, the tribe. Oh man, it just fell out of my head. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, to it's like get out of the way, really, if you will, or you hold space or uh, allow that person. Yeah. Well, yeah, and this is where, like, sorry, the thing that I think why my brain just drailed and com- uh, as I was saying it was because as I was putting these words together in my head. Um, I realized like this is where Dave and Shannon get their language from. It's identity and connection, right? So like for the savior self person, they got that uh, identity thing down. So they're craving the connection. Whereas for the savior chai person, they have that connection down and they're craving identity. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think that's it. Uh, that resonates. I know we hate that word. But I know like from talking to uh, Shannon, um, who is an EJ, that's that's what she said. Like, you know, those she was like, yeah, those days like Mother's Day or whatever, where we get to do for ourselves that's like huge for the ej like when when we have those days where the tribe sort of gets out of the way a bit um that's like a huge relief and so you're right like we're craving that identity we've got the connection but we're craving some identity time yeah that makes so much sense so in the scope of my life i think (laughs) one of the ways i walk through this world i guess is um i kind of consider myself not, not consider myself. I A lot of the behavior that I notice in myself, a lot of the motivation I notice in myself when I'm interacting with people is protecting people's DI. 
And I like when I look at the connections that I've had with people, very often it is with somebody who is tribe above self. And it's through conversation where we're creating a space for them or I'm asking them questions that are actually trying to get at their DI and creating a space where whatever their DI is, it's safe and okay and welcome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. For the tribe of self person, like even me, I was just like, oh yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> like that's what we, that is it. Like it's, it, and it's too, it's, it's also to allow us the space to figure that out and not interrupt that process. Cause for us, it's like, a it's a, it takes time. Like, and that's the other aspect of this is, uh, I've really noticed it in my friendships too, that the friendships that I really appreciate are the ones that allow me to, and I have F, I have feminine FI, so it kind of moves around and it's movable and I'm just trying to figure out where I'm at. And so one day I may say something and the next day I may say something else and don't call me out on that, in that contradiction. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out my identity here, you know, and it, yeah. that's where it can hurt a lot. Cause it's just like, okay, tribe, I'm obligated to you. Please give me that space to like explore that because when the tribe and you probably have this too, because of the masculine TE, the tribe is so unmovable. It can be super frustrating, you know, when the tribe sort of says something and that's, that's another, you call that a, I don't know if that's a tidal wave, maybe a mini tidal wave for me is like, if the tribe says something, like I take it freaking seriously because I have masculine tribe. Yes. Even when they're wrong, like, and by tribe, I mean any other person, yes. any person yes. who's not me. I'm glad you clarified that any person who is outside of the self. Yeah, it could be a single person. It doesn't matter who that is. It doesn't matter who that is. And it doesn't have to be a consensus. View. Yes, it could be one person could say something to me. It, it could be unfounded. It could be from mistaken information. But I will take that seriously. Like, because it's masculine, it's not movable. It's like, oh, well, that came from an external source. You know, I got to take I got to take that seriously. I got to take that seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that like, I'm glad you brought this up. So because even though I, my TE is a demon, I experience that all the time as well. And like for myself, I was talking to somebody about this recently. I don't remember who. When it comes to romantic relationships for me, it is so imperative that my partner is on board with my DI, like especially when it comes to like politics or those kinds of like core views, because just the presence of another person makes that whatever it is so immovable that even though my savior is FI, it can be really hard to assert that in the face of this masculine immovable tribe member. And it's not like the person is immovable. It's the fact that they are part of the tribe. Yeah, it's this concept in your in your head a lot of times, you know. And this is where kind of to go back to that uh, masculine external world and feminine internal world, like not only Henry Rollins has that, but so does Eminem. And when you look at Eminem and so many of his tidal waves, so much of his pain in his life has been from this yeah. hyper masculine immovable fe yeah. and trying to reconcile that with his savior ti yeah that's a good point okay so yeah i think we've hit on a lot of the things that i would want to talk about do you have anything else as far as tidal waves yeah i think i think my three major ones um i've mentioned the observer freakouts and kind of i i put into that my consume sleep freakouts as part of my observer freakouts my masculine external world versus my feminine internal world and then that my for myself my ep tidal wave of like ah chaos let's go um <laughs> right <laughs> Wee! i love it when they say that <laughs> like okay, let's just do it Wee! it's so true ah it is yeah and i think mine like we talked about is the the demon sensory um 
and the demon sleep. Yeah. The sleep and the sensory are the big ones. Because I think I've learned to manage my EP. And even in the, um, even in my typing video, Shannon was like, she was kind of impressed. Cause she was like, wow, she has figured out systems for this. <laughs> like, and I think that's what I've done is I've sort of, in a way, gone all in on my saviors, which is the NT, to kind of hack yeah. at my OI, if you will. You know, to kind of like, I've NT figured out a puzzle that works. And I think the the big sort of, the, the thing that OP has helped me do is to be okay with who I am because it's like, okay, I have these parts and pieces and they are what they are. So I'm not going to feel bad that I'm a grown, a grown adult who is motivated by games and stuff. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> that just happens to be what works for me. So I'm just going to stick with that. Hey, if that, yeah, that's kind of, I kind of wish I was because it does work for so many people and I've never understood it. I wish it worked for me. Yeah, and you're not alone though. So don't don't worry about that, <laughs> because a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the folks in my life are like what? And I think like uh, me again back to the I guess the other tidal wave is sort of the demon self, um, but that one I feel like I'm just more aware of it, so it's less of that tantruming freak out, and I feel like I can work through it, and that's sort of the the double decider in me, I suppose. But I think up until OP, I I thought that I shouldn't be this way because no one around me is really this way and motivated by this stuff. And so because I sort of look to the tribe naturally, I kind of look externally and ping externally and I look around and I say, well, I'm the only one that seems to like this weird stuff. I guess I'm something's wrong with me kind of thing, you know, where it's like, well, no. And that the other thing you find, of course, in these kind of things, so like these apps and stuff is they have a community aspect. So there are other people who are obviously motivated by this stuff. And then you find those communities. That's what I've done. Yeah. Is I same with this personality stuff, right? Is not everybody really cares or is super into it. And so, you know, sometimes I in the past when I've sort of started to nerd out on it, I've been like, well, but it's not really worth it. Nobody I know is interested in it. So I'm just going to leave because the tribe isn't on board <laughs> um, and I'm obligated to them. So what what you do is, yeah, you find a tribe then. And I wonder how much of that is due to the masculinity of our tribe, uh, because I often find myself doing the same thing. Like I become very adept at finding a tribe for whatever it is that I want. And I think that's one of the reasons why, I would imagine both of us um, found ourselves in the Facebook group as much as we did is because no one in our real life was like on board with this. And probably at least for myself, I think some of my friends find it as this kind of like, oh, cute interest that she has. Like they'll they'll listen to it when I'm rambling about it. Um, but none of them are interested enough to seek it out themselves. And so the Facebook group is like a place where I can go and play. Uh, with all of this stuff. So one thing that I just as we were as you were talking, and we were discussing our demons and our tidal waves, I think a really important thing that especially if you're coming from Myers-Briggs land, is that there's this concept of like, okay, so FE is this, 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 and this. And one thing that Dave and Shannon really often talk about is decoupling it, where it's feeling and tribe. And when we were talking about our tidal waves, like so much of it came up, like, so for example, when we were talking about your demon SI, like maybe it's more the demon sensory and less the demon OI. And so there's like these different areas where tidal waves could come from. Like for me, it's probably less the demon intuition and more the demon OI. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. And it's really valuable when typing people as well to just decouple it completely. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah, just look at the, as they say, the binary coins of it. Yeah. And then I think the other thing, as no, as you were talking, what I was thinking of was, I think in Myers-Briggs land, a lot of times you get your type and it's like your your little comfort blanket and it it's like, oh, I love, I love my functions. They're better than the other, you know, I love my saviors essentially. But what I like about OP is by giving you the full story, you can see the areas where you're, um, you're imbalanced. And that's the whole point of the tidal waves. It's like, okay, I am N-E-T-E. And instead of just going all in on those saviors and thinking they're great, I'm able to kind of see the other side and say, okay, well, these are the areas where I'm weak and I can work on that. And then you can see it play out in your life. So it's a much more sort of holistic thing. You know, the that whole idea of like, you got two flat tires and two good tires. And it's good to know where the flats are. Yeah, exactly. And for me, and I think we'll get to this when we talk about mindfulness. For me, this has been really, really powerful because when like OPS is just is this blueprint and now I can be like, oh, okay, so this is a freak out. This is not something that the average person out there experiences. I'm throwing a tamper tantrum right now. And by just being able to recognize that and having a framework within which um, I am able to recognize it, then it becomes so much easier to act on it and to change the behavior or to kind of like chill out or do whatever the next step, appropriate step is. Because for me, identifying it is always the hard the hard part. Yeah. Right. Because you're still in the matrix, you know, you can't even, you don't even know why you're doing this. You're just tantruming. And so in yeah. your mind, and I mean, like, you know, like we've talked about, like we have these tantrums. When we're having those tantrums, folks, it's real. It is real. It's so real. And that's why we're freaking out is because it's it's 100% real in that moment, right? But but looking at it in hindsight, it's like, oh, okay, that was another one of these observer freakouts. You know, the next time, hopefully you catch yourself, you know, doing it. It's real. Yeah, that's so true. And that's one thing that um, I think in the observer. So I'm I'm still struggling with the observer versus decider in terms of like, we've kind of talked about this, uh, identifying it in other people. I thought I had it locked down, but now I'm kind of stepping back and being like, do I really? Yeah. And on that front, like, trying to see how the deciders do the double observing. Yeah. I've been trying to pay attention to that a lot to see like, well, where is, what is the way that I'm freaking out about it? Mm-hmm. Because I'm still like, intellectually, I think I might understand it might still kind of getting there but it still feels so real that like well of course it's all about the information how can it not be about the information screw people no it's missing information (laughs) right and it's really really hard to acknowledge that that is just my wiring and that's the way my brain understands things and that it's probably like 90 percent of the time not true Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. When typing people, it's good if you can catch them in a freak out mode, because then that's when I. Yeah, right. That's when it can be kind of clear. It's like, oh, OK, this is an observer freak out. So. So, yeah, that's it. It can be really hard to identify just normal people talking because we all talk about decider stuff and we all talk about information, you know. But when you catch somebody in their full tantrum, that's a lot of times when you can you can find it. So, yeah. OK. So true. Well, cool. Yeah, and I think uh, ultimately the reason that all of this is so important is like, why are we even into OPS? And it's for that self-growth and um, to try and be the best selves that we can be. And I think understanding our tidal waves is like hugely important for that. So yeah, I think I think that's it. I think we can just wrap up this one. I think so too. So uh, 
dear listener, do you want to share your thoughts on tidal waves, uh, the kind of things that have come up in your life based on if you know your OP type, or even if you don't, like what are the recurring patterns that you've seen in your life? We'd love to love to hear about it. Uh, you can share that on the Objective Type subreddit. There's going to be a link in the show notes to that. Uh, we'll also post our upcoming episode topics. And so if you'd like to try to type along with us when we do one of our typing episodes, you'll find that there. Uh, thanks for listening to Objectively Typed with Evelyn and Versavia. And until next time, bye.